Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 117 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. They will ship beans to your house. That's my favorite part about it. I don't have to leave the house to get coffee anymore, and it's competitively priced. You can go online and check it out yourself. Go to CouchTownCoffee.com. You will find some of the freshest roasted coffee you will ever try in your entire life there. And one of the coolest things about Couchtown Coffee is not just the fact they fresh roast it and not just the fact that they ship it to your house, but also you can save 20%. How do you do that? Just enter the code word Audible Farm. Because you're listening to this podcast and Couchtown Coffee loves local live music just as much as we do, they are giving you the opportunity to save 20% this week. So uh, go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, and enter that code word Audible Farm. It's a, it's a good gift for the holidays. I don't want to give it away for anybody that uh, might be on the receiving end of some gifts from me, but it's probably going to be Couchtown Coffee. Thanks, Couchtown. This week, I'm sitting down with Clint Riedel. Clint is my buddy. I've interviewed him a handful of times. Uh, some of you guys are back again to listen to Clint on the podcast, and some of you guys are listening to Clint on the podcast for the first time. Uh, you can actually just kind of go through the history. I'm not going to do it. There's He's been on like four or five episodes already, and you know he's one of the busier musicians I know around the area. He's always out doing stuff, and I, I usually see him about once a week um, at the jams in Barnum, you know. Sometimes I, I don't make it out to the jams. Uh, we talk about that a little bit in the podcast, as well as Clint's music video that he recently made, uh, his upcoming events, which are going to be on his Facebook page. We talk about all that in the upcoming podcast. So I'll just uh, let it go, and you guys can listen to it. This is episode 117 with my buddy, Clint Riedel. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. All right, so today I'm sitting down with Clint Riedel once again. Hey, buddy. Um, for everybody watching, we're in a slightly dimly lit room, but uh, it'll work out for now because it's that's just the video and the audio is free everywhere anyways. So, uh, um, Clint, you and I, you're like the only person I've interacted with for the most part in the last like month. Um, there's like a very tiny handful of people that I've I've even like seen, you know, and it's, uh, it's one of those things where COVID's kind of smushing everything down and, and making it tough for everybody like musicians and anybody to just go out and do what they want to do, which is play music. Um, and you know, you're one of the musicians I know that is, uh, still trying to, to play as much as possible because you know, <laughs> my only job, it's yeah. your only job. So I figured it'd be, you know, fun to get your general thought process on this as far as like, you know, how has all this affected you? Are you still finding gigs um, and and so forth? Because I know since the last time we talked to you, like behind the scenes, quote unquote, you've been busy a little bit. Like we made a music video. Sure. Yeah. It's, just, on, it's on the Audible Farm YouTube channel and Clint's Facebook page. Yeah, it's totally just forced everyone to get creative. Like uh, those live streams only go so far, you know, because like, mm-hmm. exposure doesn't put food in your belly. So <laughs> not really. No, so it's like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? And, but yeah, it's sticking around a little bit. Like, um, even, well, tomorrow's my birthday and I got a gig just, they called up today and said, Hey, we're still, we're still, we aren't shut down. So I do applaud those small businesses because I know they're taking the hit, but to still 
give us a spot to stand and play is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I know businesses that are, you know, they they were abiding by all the the regulations or mandates or whatever came down the pipeline. So there's like, you know, 12 people in a place that yeah, seats they're, 50. They're making no money after they pay me. Yeah, and, but they're uh, still there doing it, which yep. is which is pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. I, I played some shows this year. I've, you know, we played like a couple private shows and a couple of closed shows where it was just us doing live streaming. And I've tried a little bit of everything. Um, but it's, you know, like you said, the live streams are tough. They don't always yield dollars or anything. Um, I'm glad people like yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, half the experiences, you know, being there and, you know, getting loose with your buddies and, you know, seeing the energy or feeling it at least. And it's really hard to come across when you're checking out your phone. Like that was a kick-ass show, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't, they weren't there. They won't know. Um, I mean, we talked about this another time about, um, you know, how like live music you almost kind of have to be there, you know, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, you do feel some of it watching it uh, on video and things like that, but you're lacking a little bit of sure, something yeah. there, you know, or like even the energy. just, you know, the two hour drive it took to get down there. You remember something funny on the way and shit like that. Like it all adds up to the experience and it's just not the same. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same for the crowd or the, or the musician in, for, in any yeah. aspect, you know? And I mean, there's places that are still, playing shows um I'm, i mean they have like we said there's a lot of places that have quit which is understandable but there's also places that are still trying to limp along with this mm-hmm. and and follow all the regulations which makes it pretty difficult but you found yourself you know a couple places here and there that were like slightly new to to play in uh based on all this stuff because you know it's one of those things where yeah, you're taking every opportunity you can like i played an open mic in uh iowa city um, Jasmine Nutt reached out to me and she's got a great voice and she's just like, Hey, I've heard your music. Would you come to Iowa city? I was like, sure. I'm like it doesn't pay, but, uh, you know, maybe it leads to something. And sure enough, like I played last weekend there because of the performance at the open mic. And then I got a place to crash. Cause the sound guy, Lucas is real cool. He's like, yeah, man, come on over. You don't got to sleep in your car tonight. I'm like, all right. That's awesome. Yeah. And they, uh, after I got done playing, they're like, you doing anything next weekend? And I said, no. And they said, come on back. So, yeah, like, take every opportunity to try and get yourself out there. The exposure is nice, but once again, cigarettes don't buy themselves. Yeah. I mean, that was something we talked about, though, too, uh, in some of our podcasts. And it's been, if you listen to the podcast, you find there's multiple ways bands or musicians or singer-songwriters kind of attack going out there and and playing shows and and making their money and things like that. And you find a lot of the... uh, bottom up kind of original bands that are trying to make it end up playing in these places where it's like the pay not might not be you know it's it's not bad i mean honestly like i would take the pay but at some of these places but still it's not like the several hundred dollars you might get on your local circuit at a place where people know you and you're guaranteed to bring people in because it's it's such a crapshoot for everyone involved when you travel out of town like you don't know how many people are there like the venue doesn't know how many people are going to be there and have you ever had a like a owner or proprietor be like i thought you were going to bring a crowd and it's like dude i can't guarantee what people are doing i can only propose a good time and hopefully you know um uh, it's only happened a couple of times to me but it's like jesus am i not good enough like the show wasn't good enough i'm sorry yeah i mean you also can't control what else is going on like you could book a show and not know that 
everybody in town is going to be watching the Chiefs game For or sure. something like that. You know, it could be something that you don't know is going on. Or, I mean, <laughs> we I, played uh, up in Emmitsburg when the Chicago Cubs won the World Series on Game Seven with the rain delays and everything. We had a gig, not thinking, you know, just not knowing that was going to be the outcome of you know the World Series and stuff. And it was in a bar that was divided down the middle. So we were playing music over here, and everyone's watching the game over there. Yeah. It was, it was, there was nobody. There was nobody. Yeah, and I mean, that, that does happen, too. Those those kind of shows where you got to take your chances and do stuff like that, though, too. Even though, like like you said, you, you don't know how many games they're going to play in the World Series. We'll book a show here. And then you're like, I didn't even know the World Series was the week before. And then you oh, now they're going extra games. And oh, crap, now it's on the night where we're playing. You don't know, but it's not like you're going to be like, I can't play. You know, yeah, you, you still got to go play, yep. you know, so... But that's kind of cool that like uh, you're you've you've gotten a little bit of the taste of everything from you know you started out as one of those upstart people taking you know whatever somebody would pay you until you realized that oh you you actually can draw a crowd and people do like your craft and and you've written a lot of songs and you've got a, a large catalog and can take up you know a lot of time with your music and now now you're making the decent money on the local circuit with like the area around here with people because people are you know they recognize you now they're coming to the shows and it's awesome that there's that many spots around here like i've heard i think it was you telling me like des moines is like man Fort Dodge is where it's at because there's just so many spots where a guy can stay busy. Like yeah. Playing on a Wednesday, playing on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, it's pretty wild. It's not like every single person wants to come up here and play every place, but there's a lot of singer-songwriter people that are just kind of like, oh, it's pretty wild. The town's not known to be like yeah. a music hub or super huge or anything like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, people are taking notice. Even like uh, Tank Anthony over in Iowa Falls, like you see his name on the posters a lot around here because it's, mm-hmm. it's a very music friendly and accepting well and vino is in his band you know yeah. he's a local legend he was just hanging out last night with us yeah he's a, he's a fun guy too i haven't i haven't seen him in a while it's good to, that's the other thing it's i've made a lot of friends in the music scene around here a lot of people that um are i would call a lot better than just an acquaintance you know and it's sure. it's really fun to to have that around here because it's i don't know it's not always the same everywhere but i will have to say that i feel that um COVID is either, it's it's polarized people. It's made the people who support things support it harder, and it's made the people who turn their nose up at things turn their nose up harder. That's the truth. You know, I feel like it's doubled down on that. And that's one of those things where, like you said, if you're going to take that chance, and uh, you're almost like going back to your roots where you're like, I'm going outside of my element here to go to a place where I don't know who's going to be there, what they want to hear, what the building's like. I don't know anything. I have an undisclosed payout at the moment. Yeah. And we're going to go there just based on the... Ch- fact that like i don't you don't have anything better going on on that day and why not because because whatever so you go down there and now it turned into something that you know was a paying gig and now you got invited back yeah because even even in this like shutdown i was like i don't care i'm just gonna stay a musician i might be a starving one but like yeah if if i would have gotten a job i wouldn't have been able to just you know it was a monday in iowa city like sure i'll go drive three hours for no reason let's go yeah. You know, if I had a real job to wake up and get to, you know, it's like, that's not a possibility. Yeah, that would have been a very long, long mm-hmm. night, you know. Um, I mean, i got to leave right after work. I have to have everything packed up, you know, already, so I just leave work and go. And then you get there, and it's like, I just have to, like, load in and play. Like, there's yeah. no time to eat anything or hang out, and, you know. And as soon as you're done, you got to leave. And... Yeah, like, I brought Jesse with me the second week around, and he's had to take a day off work, and I'm like man, that sucks, but I don't even think on that level, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, and it's just, I luckily conditioned myself to just be a dirty folk musician. <laughs> that is also, like, the weird benefit, I guess, you would have for only 
having this be your only source of income is the fact that you do have the availability to just be like, yeah, I'll play a Tuesday five o'clock show. For real, yeah. You know? Yeah, we're going to be over over at the jam here after this. Yeah. Um, And that's one of those things, the jams, it's like an accordion because um, it started getting like really big. Some, you know, a lot of people started coming to the jams here and it's not always like that. And then there was the recent, you know, COVID mandates that kind of squished everything back down and you went a couple of weeks not having them and like i said i stayed at home for almost you know almost a month you know i was i was at home for over two weeks and it was you know it's starting to shut everything down a little bit but there's still people there there's almost more musicians than people in the bar um but that's yeah, strange who you meet um, yeah uh my heart goes out to tracy Ernst's family uh he came out to the jam a couple of weeks ago and played with his grandson and that was awesome to watch and like Without that Tuesday, I never would have got to experience that or really truly meet Tracy because, you know, we're all musicians. We're all playing at the same time in different places. So, yeah, you know, you don't cross paths much that you got to utilize your Wednesdays. And <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I'm kind of late to the music scene here anyway. It's like only it's only like I've, I've only played music publicly, I would say, for like three ish years, you know, so I he's a lot. He laid down a lot of groundwork for a lot of people around the area to, you know, I want to say he like set the bar, but you know, sure. he set at least set a bar, a standard for oh, people for sure. to, to try to reach for, you know, and definitely played a lot of music in a lot of places. A lot of people know him. Like, almost every musician around here has a story about him. It seems like, yeah, that picture I saw Nick Earhart put up, uh, of them on the stage during his benefit. I was like, Jesus, that's a lot of fucking musicians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I can't remember it's awesome. Yeah, 20, 30, 40 people there. Yep. I can't remember. And that was, that was all for a benefit that they threw for him. Oh, it yeah. wasn't. I, I was at the benefit. I had a shot of turkey with I don't remember who, but <laughs> yeah. And then I had to I had to skedaddle before the picture was taken. But I remember I got to open for Highway Seven at they call it Bucksville mm-hmm. over by Manson, I think, and never got to meet those cats before. And then it ended up raining, so like their set was cut short, and then we all just hunkered under a canopy and jammed. It was awesome. That was oh, a great that's cool. night. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of the things, even doing a podcast and talking to musicians, I mean, I've duplicated people, you're obviously one of the most duplicated guests, but you're also one of the more busy people, you know, I know as far as music-wise around my area, but I... Do enough dumb shit, you get good stories. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, and it's unfortunate, I I only met Tracy, you know, really met him and talked to him once, and... uh, you know, it wasn't enough, you know, it wasn't yeah. enough interaction with him to be like, I was really good buddies with him. So it's, it's sad that he's gone and, um, I didn't get to experience as much of his, his music and, and live performances and his personality as much as, as everyone else did. So kind of, uh, you know, another motivating, you know, like get out and do everything you can while you can. And that's the secret to happiness. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as, as far as I know, that was he was a really easygoing guy in that aspect, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So it is pretty sad to, to have somebody be lost to that. And, uh, you know, uh, it's it's pretty crazy to see on social media the outpouring from not well, not only musicians, but other, you know, people in the community around here, you know, saying it's a sad deal that he's gone and posting memories of him. And well, it's, for sure. That's all you want to at the end, I assume, is just like, hope I was good enough to be, you know, looked kindly upon, you yeah. know, and he, Definitely was. Yeah, exactly. I, I had I had been spending a lot of time while I'm at home uh, going through old guitar forums and reading what people are posting and stuff. And um, your legacy as a musician is not going to be 
Oh, Clint's got 19 guitars. Remember that one guitar? Remember that big electric stack? Yeah. Clint, ha you know, and you, I mean, he doesn't have any of this stuff, but no, God, it's, no. it's yeah. not based on like how much cool stuff you have. It's that legacy you leave behind. And yep. that's that's the thing you got to carve for yourself. Because I, I doubt that anybody's going to be like, Tracy Ernst had the coolest Stratocaster, you know, or something. Like, nobody's yeah. going to say that. Everyone's saying how cool of a person he was, you know. Exactly. Like, and that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, some of that comes down to just grinding your teeth and, and going out there and playing the music, too, you know, to a, a place with 100 people in it, to a place with 15 people in it. Just go out there and do that, you know, because... Maybe there might be people here where the only live music they see is Clint Riedel in a building with 15 people, you know, yeah. and, that's, and they <laughs> no didn't doubt. expect to see it. And they don't go out and search out live music, but they were just like, oh, I was there on a random day and Clint played. And that, you know, that could be one of those that's things. That's actually that happened a lot in the world. Like uh, just be walking around and someone will mention like hey, uh, Barnum, Iowa. Do you run a jam there? You know, and it's just because there's been enough people passing through the doors on a Tuesday, not expecting the quality of music that's coming out of this place. Like Scotty Rockstar showed up and sang his dick off, man. It was awesome. And yeah. then you'll get Jeremy, Ope, Jeremy Ober up there and he's just shredding. And it's like, this is Barnum on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it just blows everyone away to at least where it's memorable, you know? Yeah. That, you know, even on the slower nights, like, uh, you know, uh, like I said, you had closed down the jams for a week or two and then, and then opened them back up and I decided to show up and I, you know, I came, I'm all masked up and everything, you know, and I'm, I'm hanging out playing music and whatnot. And there wasn't too many people there, but there was, you know, there's enough where we could all make, still make plenty of music and fill mm -hmm. the time up, you know, and that's another one of those things where it's like, it doesn't take a billion people to make music all night long and it doesn't like not every song has to be a banger and we don't always have to do the the chinese fire drill i don't know if i should say that anymore we don't all have to swap out instruments sure sure i'm not even gonna edit that sorry everybody. <laughs> no. but we we you know we don't all have to swap out instruments all the time we don't have to get a new guitarist every three songs to keep it fresh and stuff it's still enjoyable you know and the the small handful of people that were there eating food we seemed to enjoy what we were doing you know and a couple people at the bar there enjoyed it too and it's pretty nice when people who you don't think they're paying attention when you're done turn around and they're just like that was good yeah, yeah and they no clap doubt. for you and you're like you were actually listening you know it's, <laughs> this is really cool yeah because they didn't come for a show so if you catch their attention you're doing something right they just you know they're eating french fries and enjoying their night before they have to go back to work in the morning and yep, you know. yep yeah i mean that you explained me at the junkyard <laughs> <Just> <laughs> exactly sit there eating french fries uh, oh you're a sucker for them fries Peter. oh Stuck, man yeah. i i don't know why i love it it's uh that's that bar food kind of thing i just i dig it the one know? thing ashton can do right in life <laughs> that's it you can't go through a clint riedel <laughs> podcast without him slamming ashton <laughs> no oh and brad hofing wears women's underwear oh my gosh there we go okay <laughs> we have to have to throw out all the fake stuff here <laughs> <laughs> fake news oh his mom hates that <laughs> uh, i can imagine i can imagine that's a uh, i don't know brad's one of those fun guys too though he hides behind the scenes um if anybody's seen the recent music video that i had helped you make that was one of those things when it was kind of slow it was a sunday i believe and you were just like i'm bored i'm gonna play my guitar downtown for dodge come videotape me and i was like yeah <laughs> let's make a Next make a music you know. video you know and so i swing down there and grabbed a bite to eat and we made a music video out in the elements of Fort Dodge on one of the few last nice days. Oh man, do you remember in the bus station? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like two park benches were like strategically nah, oh put together. God. I was oh I was so impressed with the engineering, like the homeless engineering. Like oh my gosh. it left a gap just big enough uh, for someone to treat it as a latrine. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then <laughs> had the forethought to carry around his own toilet paper. 
as per evidence. Yeah, it was. That I'm was, like, I could sing around this. Yeah, I mean, that was one of those things. Like, I guess I don't spend too much time in downtown Fort Dodge, and um, you and I did actually go like a lot of places up and down alleyways and in between different buildings and stuff. So we did get to see a lot of like, you know, the goofy sides of Fort Dodge and stuff like that. But needless to say, uh, the pizza we were eating, we were done eating pizza when we got done filming that spot. So I was, I was, that was enough of that. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, and that's one of those funny things. Like, uh, I I think about, even if that, you know, that story is a little crass, it's still like, look at the, I never would have had this story had it not been for, you know, making a big (laughs) music video with Clint, you know, and yeah, I, I, I really think it's kind of fun, the whole music video making thing. I'm not like a pro or anything. And, and no, it's just easy. Like it, I didn't realize like, well, the quality I had, I have a track phone, so I had no idea the quality of technology nowadays. Oh, like those, yeah. those iPhones you use just, to shoot that is just like pff, Hollywood didn't stand a chance in the eighties, yeah, you know? To, oh yeah. It, yeah. I mean, there's people that'll put filters on it to make it look old. They're so new school looking, you know, that's, that's just any iPhone now that you buy. They come with such insane cameras that you can actually shoot your own music videos. Oh, that's and, awesome. And I don't know, it's, it's, I've tried something a little different with each music video. I goofed around with filters on this last one and slow-mo stuff. And, um, I do have to say that, you know, one of the things that makes the music videos good is the fact that the music's good, you know, and it's, oh, you know, you. Uh, a huge shout out to you for playing and writing the music, you know, and a tip of the cap to Brad. For, oh, yeah. And for, Jeremy over plucking along on a couple of those tunes. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the recent one, uh, While the World Dies, Jeremy plays the leads on that one. Yep. Um, does not, you know, he's not credited on it, I guess, but it's totally Jeremy Ober, you know, busting some leads on that. So it's. I love Little Barnum, Iowa. Like, ever since Jeremy moved to town, it's like a mecca. You know, you're <laughs> you're 16 miles away. Jeremy's in town, so he's ending the night here. Fort Dodge is only nine miles out. Brad's nine miles out. It's like, we can all meet in the, you know, the center, the hub of, yeah. you know, the wheel. Yeah, and get together and jam some stuff out or like. Or even like, just, you know, talking out gigs, like, gave Jeremy the. Uh, email address to you know two new spots and he tells me about a place he just got hired at and it's like ah cool you know just yep. like yeah sitting around brainstorming trying to keep each other alive yeah and that's one of my favorite things about this is there's not really if you if you buddy up with a couple of people there's not really like any secrets anyone keeps whereas in certain music circles people try to keep that kind of information close to their chest you know where it's like we're playing a show here and that's like that's the only announcement you get is the fact that it got put on Facebook. They don't if you ever like how did you book a show here and they're just like oh they just they called us and you're like well, well is there any you know is there any other information you can give me? Who owns the place? Can I contact them? You know and they try to hold that stuff close to your chest. I notice you and Jeremy especially are you know you share your information and that's Oh god, yeah. It's kind of another reason why I started the podcast was just like, well, I don't know why why not share the information and I mean, there's a group on Facebook that I share stuff where when people are looking for new music or gigs or or things, I share stuff into the into the Audible Farm group on Facebook. So yeah, you really just want to leave a good legacy, just like we were saying. And you know, if I was just like, you know what, Jeremy, go out and start banging on doors. You know, I would not want to be remembered as that. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm totally convinced that exists. Like, uh, I think it was Vino told me about this thing called the Nashville Roofie. Like a, you know, a band that's coming up, you know, mm-hmm. they'll buy you a drink and be like, hey, man, have a good set up there. And then you just bomb it because they just 
like slipped you something or whatever. Oh yes, I actually have. You know, that's one of those internet rumors. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he experienced it or anybody knows anything about it. But that was like one of those rumors that was like supposedly there's places where people don't actually want their fellow musicians to do good because it means less attention on them and they'll yeah. and they'll do things like that like overserve their buddies before they go yeah, up on stage super drunk like hey man and, you gonna have such a good show let's have a shot and then you know, watch them get up there and not work yeah and how much of that is pranking somebody and how much of that is actually like malicious intent that yeah. you're that you're pushing down on somebody you know and i God, I, I hope none of it exists, but I'm sure it does. Yeah, and it, it probably does to an extent. I would think that, like, there are other um, forms of entertainment that people would do that. You know, uh, comedy, they seem like pranksters or whatever. Like, pro wrestlers are, like, notorious pranksters. I don't know oh, if they would shit. do anything that crazy, but, like, you never know. Like, you know, Whoa, just... what are you talking about? They'd throw them off a cage when they're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pro wrestling's pretty wild, so... You never know, but you know it's it's one of those things. I think about that. I think about like how positive it is here, and it's like there's no stories like that here. There's no stories with like you guys going out to. You're not like uh, Jeremy. Jeremy's a dick because he went to this place and said, "Don't book this guy. He's he sucks." You know, I've yeah, never no heard shit. anybody around here like I was. I don't know blacklisting somebody or saying something like that. You know, or yeah, no, we're hoping everybody gets a chance to play. And anymore, the owners around here, well. Whoever's in charge of the music scene around here is doing wonderful because it seems like they're reaching out also. Like, I know Ashton Dillon is an asshole, but he does, like, call up random bands and get them in, you know, tiny little town of Barnum just so the town has something new to experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw Joey Leone in there. Oh, and cool. And he was the lead guitarist with um, Steve Perry, is that right? The guy who plays with Aerosmith? Yeah. They had a band together. Yep. And he's just a shredder. And, you know, there's 15 people in here, and I was one of them, while he played, just played his ass off for like three hours straight, and then came over to my house and hung out and signed my guitar and played guitar with me. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so. really cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know Ashton's even like kind of put a bug in my ear once or twice about like, how much does your band cost, you know? And yeah, he's, he's doing it for the bands because he knows we need the support and, you know, also for his for his clients like hey here's something you might like check it out yeah yeah definitely and i mean that's one of the coolest things about these places is some of the places that have live music actually realize that some of their clientele is there to listen to live music or yeah. you know and like patties used to be you know you just know you're going there to hear a show that's you Bing, know yeah bingo like it's fun to go there and play pool and stuff but you just you could count on the fact that you were going to see something you probably wouldn't see unless you went down to des moines or mm -hmm. you know yeah those patties jams man i was we were hanging out with Jeremy uh, last night. We saw him, and we were telling stories, actually, about the Patty's Pub Jams, you know, and it was one of those crazy things. I got in just at the tail end of Patty's, probably the last six months or so it was, was open. I started playing there a little bit. Uh, yeah, we were a house band together, maybe, you and I. Yep, yep, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit longer than that. Maybe the last year it was open, but uh, I did get to play there once with my band Three Finger Betty. That was pretty fun. And, you know, it's it's sad that it's gone, but it also opens up the possibilities for other places. You know, had Patty's never closed, then you wouldn't see, you know, around the area, you wouldn't see your your shiny tops yeah, and exactly. your river hops and your moose lodges. and Because yeah, they wouldn't want to compete with the same show, you know, or a bigger show going on or it just... And the businesses are pretty good about that, too. Like, okay, you get Wednesdays because it's sneakers flip night and, like, we we'll, we always do our Thursdays, you know, at mm -hmm. shiny top and... 
and then it it's no one's trying to step on anyone's toes around here it's pretty awesome yeah and i mean there's there's just enough like there you could even probably squeeze a couple more venues in here and still not have people step on each other's toes yeah because there's such a flood of music and, yeah you know, and there's musicians. still there's still a couple free days of the week if you want to try and run shows you know yeah, yeah. no doubt we need a monday spot now yep yeah because there's there's a there's there's a thursday show Friday, Saturday, of course, everywhere that wants to do something fun, you know, and then, well, that's usually the time we travel out of town, it seems like, like my local shows are are more weekday, which is fine by me and awesome, and I'll take them any day of the week, but like, yeah, the Saturday I'm going back to Iowa City, and then who knows next weekend. That's awesome. You know, it's really cool that you're going back to Iowa City, you know, that could turn into something where you're... You're not actually playing in Iowa City. You could be playing in some of the small towns around Iowa yeah, City. Definitely, you know, like, like call it a tour. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday down in the area. Yeah, I mean, can't wait for warmer weather. I guess I don't know if any of these towns, you know, around there. I'm sure every town's got a bar, but you don't know if somebody from like, uh, you know, like uh, Lisbon, or I think that's where like Vinny's from. But uh, you don't know if somebody from yeah. like Lisbon area is yeah, like, oh, I, I got a bar in this tiny town, and we want to have you come play for you know, yeah, hundred bucks or a couple hundred North Liberty, like all those little spots that. Could be done, but as you know, I'm horrible with technology, so like lining that stuff up, just I suck. Yeah, all you need is a calendar. Uh, you need a paper calendar. <laughs> say I got it over here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, paper calendar. That's the way to do it, though. I also think that looking on stuff on paper is a little bit easier to, you know, to measure it all out. It's nice to put paper to pen and be like, this is here on this day. And yeah, because I I don't look at any of my reminders. It's like something will pop up on my phone, and I'm sure I re- wanted reminded for a reason. But I'm like, yeah, it seems like a lot of work. You know? yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> Something dings on your phone. You get yeah. your, you're get you like, well, I don't know what this is for. You get out the piece of paper, like the booklet, and you're thumbing through your black book. Like, oh, I got to show it, you know, later today, of course. Yeah, I wrote it down. I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah, it was a birthday present, like, last year. But paper calendar goes a long way. It's like, now I know what I'm doing this month. And it ain't very much right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the tough thing, because you got to try and squeeze out shows anytime you can. And, um I'm sure that, you know, we talked about this the last time, you know, money's tight at businesses, money's mm-hmm. tight for you, money's tight for the average consumer, for everybody out there nowadays, you know, it's kind of in a little bit of a crunch and, and now the holiday season's coming oh, up, God, so money's yeah. extra tight, you know, because everyone wants to do the whole Christmas thing. And That's one benefit to being an orphan, like I got nobody to buy presents for, <laughs> like Goody, but Good. Uh, she doesn't care. I don't even know where Goody's at. Yeah. That was another thing, like having a video here at your place. I'm not sure if your your cat was like all over the video before we started. Now it's gone, but that's... Camera shy. Okay. Now I know how to get her to shut up. Awesome. <laughs> Otherwise, she'd be like, Meryl, outside. Yep. Meryl, inside. And she knows how to work the outside door, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the You got your Facebook page. We recently like sat down and I was like, did you know you can invite people to this? And you're like, what? And so we sat down and invited a bunch of people to your Facebook page and kind of up the numbers on that. Um, you know, regardless of whether or not anybody wants to admit it, like likes don't equal listens and likes don't equal, you know, people showing up at your show and stuff. But it also does have some sort of merit online when you look at somebody's page and you're like, oh, this person's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of likes. Awesome. Pro- yeah. Probably justifiable, you know, so... Uh, that was something we sat down and talked about, and you know, like we were talking about earlier, not you don't hold any secrets, you know. And it was just like, did you know you can invite people to like your page? I guess if anybody's listening and you don't know that, yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, go for it. It proved very uh, beneficial for you because in less than a day, you've doubled your 
you know, capacity for likes on your Facebook page. Who'd have known? Who'd you have know, thought? and that's the thing. I guess if anybody's listening and you're like, I don't know how to do this, um, this is how you do it. You just go to your Facebook page on Facebook, and then there's like a tab section where it says like home photos about community uh, videos, things like that, and just click on the community one, and then you can scroll down and it it'll just have a box there that says invite, and you can invite. All your friends to your like your stuff, and uh, you I'm never know. Some I'm people. Glad I got drunk and it, like, yeah, go for it, man. I've probably got like 800 mortal enemies now that just <laughs> liked my page or like are ready to tear me apart. No, no, no. It's good though. Like that's the thing because some people just don't know that you have a Facebook page. You know, regardless True. of. Yeah, I'm horrible with it. Well, I mean, you use it, but as far as like going on and uh, some people don't see everything. You know, on their Facebook posts. You know. Uh, I was talking with somebody and they're like, oh, I don't I have no idea what this person's been up to. They don't post on Facebook. And I'm like, I see their stuff like every day on my wall, you know, so yeah, your stuff just might not show up on their wall and they don't know. Yeah, and know? I've never like purposely like looked up somebody's page or anything to see what they're up to. So yeah, I guess it does just have to constantly be in that timeline or that wall or whatever. Cause yeah. Yeah. Jesse Wilson's good about it. His, I see his stuff all the time on my wall, but yep. granted that's cause you know, I imagine the algorithm is like, oh, you like Jesse Wilson yeah, music, here, yeah, he, so here's Jesse Wilson music stuff. And yep. then they always flash that, like, you want to promote this for 10 bucks? And I'm like, not yeah, really. No, good. no. It does actually, it gains an asinine amount of exposure. I've dabbled a tiny bit with Facebook ads, um, but it's it's pretty wild. Like I said, it, it gives you an insane amount of exposure. Um, as far as how many people interact with it, it's it's fairly low. Um, is it worth the exposure? I don't know. Um, give it a go. I know some people that lean hard on Facebook ads and swear by them. You know, I guess if it's always scrolling across your feed, eventually you'll take notice, you know, and that's, yeah, but like when, like you could tell somebody used like that promo ad, like a band in Kentucky is playing this Friday and it's like, why the hell would you even waste telling me that? Like, yeah. you know, well, like, some of it comes up to how you set up the ad cause you can, cushion the facebook ads to do certain things like i want the ad to go to people outside my area or inside my area or with no general area in mind or i I want to garnish more likes or i want to promote an event or something and maybe they click the wrong button or check the wrong box and all of a sudden they're promoting their kentucky event to people in you know iowa or something by accident all of a sudden they've got a huge canadian following but no one can ever make a show (laughs) (laughs) well that's actually a thing though like uh we were talking about like stats and online stuff and I was showing you some of your stats for like your music video. I would send you stats every couple of days. Like this is how many views you got. And I mean, I don't have your Facebook page accessible, so I can't dig deeper into it, but I can look at some of the stats and show you like, Hey, this is at least how many people saw your stuff or, or have seen the video or have scrolled past it at least and things like that. And it's, it's kind of fun. You can look at stats and and I didn't realize how like down to the micron they got with that. Like, this many people watched for this duration of time on the video. This many people finished the video. It's like, what? Yeah. Um, break all that down and figure it out? That's yeah. nuts. And some, you know, some of those apps, like uh, I was talking with Mike Schulte of the Pork Tornadoes. He was, we were talking about that and he coached me through a couple of other apps I could download to like look at stats for different platforms. But like Apple Music's got a, uh, an app for that. So if you have your music on Apple Music, you can see who's listening to your music on Apple Music. Nice, I do. Yeah. Spotify's got the same thing. So if your music's on Spotify, you can download an artist app for Spotify and and see where your stats are coming in. And and he was saying that for his band, it actually was beneficial because it showed him that like 
there's a lot of people listening in these towns over here and it's not a far drive away and it could be beneficial for their band to go there and try sure. it out because you never know. So um, the stats could be beneficial. You know, they, they can help you. Sometimes they're a little sobering to look too deeply into it could be like <laughs> like the one star review like you know yeah. taco shack like oh god yeah what can we do to fix this yeah but other times it's really fun where you're like i looked at the stats the one time i showed it to you the other day but it was like three finger betty album the new ep that we just released like got a play on apple music in tampa like last week out of nowhere and it's like what I'd go to Florida. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go to yeah. Florida and do a yeah. show, but I mean, it's going to take more than one listen from yeah, Tampa, no, but, no. but still, you know, and it's also weird to see on like Spotify where it's like, what's your most popular towns? And like, I, we do all our shows in Des Moines and the surrounding area and like even combining all of the towns like West Des Moines and Urbandale and everything on there and even throwing like Ankeny and Ames in there. It's like, it's still not as big as some of the followings we have in other towns, which is pretty wild to think that like there's small towns out there that people that know us and that's another thought you know like these small towns have a lot of singer songwriters like yourselves camped out in them for real maybe the people might want to hear a punk band you never know you know yeah mix it up you you never know you know and uh three finger betty's done it a couple times where we ventured to smaller towns and the pay is is generally very good because they don't have much entertainment there and that's you know if there is entertainment that's where people are going and even if there's not people are still going to that place because yeah, there's not much else going on in the they town they were going to go down there and drink anyway yeah. yeah so it it ends up being a very good you know a very good thing so if there are bands that are like i want to try doing you know the thing clint's doing where he hits up local Everyone. venues and, <laughs> and and plays in these smaller towns you never know hit them up yep. S- send them your social media links send them music videos send them everything you got back in the day it was just uh, well back in the day like five years ago when i started doing this i would seriously just look for neons and carry my guitar in and be like is anyone in charge of like entertainment around here or can i speak to the manager that was always the easiest way because you're right there and you're like you can't place the phone call and be like i hope they get back to me it's like oh yeah would you like to reject me to my face right now or you know yeah, are, yeah. We, are we booking a gig because yeah. that actually does you know it's not like you're putting the heat on them but no you, you but, ca- but you kind of are and it's also like if like i said if you send them here's my spotify links and here's a couple cell phone videos on youtube like it, it only does so much justice but if you're there in front of them you're like oh this is actually pretty darn good you know yeah for real they can actually feel that it just like watching a live stream like you can feel it and be like this guy he might sell us some beer you yeah. know yeah plus ex- you know you you could email your links out to everyone all day long how do you know who's clicking on them you know yeah. i mean there are ways to track link clicks and all this other stuff which is pretty cool i mean i've done a little bit of that back in the day I'm horrible with my email like i'll check it every four months <laughs> and then <laughs> so facebook is the way to yeah. get a hold of clint texting works yeah yep. facebook and texting so i just come down to the jam hang out yeah <laughs> yeah and that's another i met a lot of people at jams that i i actually haven't seen too much anywhere else which is one of the other fun things where you're like oh these people aren't in bands so i don't ever get the chance to see them but they just showed up at this thing and yep. and here they are and it's you know, I, I just, I've talked about it ad nauseum on this, on this podcast, not on this episode, maybe, but like the scene up here is just so much fun to hang out in. And I think it's one of the reasons I don't clown around too much in the other scenes. Maybe it's because the other scenes are, are so much bigger. Like in Des Moines, there's, yep. there is everything in Des Moines. There's, there's rap music, there's techno, there's electronic stuff. There's people making indie rock of like the widest birth you can imagine. Uh, I mean, it's, it's insane. Blues punk rock metal there's everything's down there's every kind of singer songwriter you can imagine so it's probably tough for 
five, six, seven, eight hundred people to support each other when, real thing. when you really don't know everybody in the scene. But up here, we all at least... Yeah, there's only like, you know, maybe 20 of us that I can list right offhand where we're all just like, if you're walking around, like that old joke, like you kill one goat, you walk around, they're like, hey, goat killer, you know, but you build a million bridges and they're not like, hey, bridge builder, you know? Yeah, you just, uh, yeah. But yeah, so when we're walking around, they're like, he's a musician, you know, like they'll see Caleb Ferry, they don't see this dude who's been awesomely managing a coffee shop and a sweet barista nothing like that they're yeah. just like there's a drummer you know yeah. so it's there's probably only 20 of us around here so yeah but per capita yeah that's a lot <laughs> yeah i mean like you said we could sit down and just just start naming people and then like when the circle gets wider it's just like oh then you got all the people up in Humboldt, and then you got all the people, well, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, you just get out of that nine-mile circle. And, and you just, it's like, man, there's a lot of people up here. So I guess, like, where do you draw the line? And and a lot of us are pretty chummy, and there's not enough not enough people for any of us to really be, like, mad at each other for too many reasons. Not that anyone in Des Moines would be mad at each other, but I even think about the Iowa City scene with all the college kids there making music and everything. Like, that's got to be packed. Like, I've played there a couple times, and... That's going to get there, hopefully, but they are very, very, like, uh, they're spray painted on the ground. It's like, put your mask on, the mayor says so, and, you know, it's just constantly thrown at you. So I think a lot of people are avoiding going out just because, you know, I think they would come across as jerks to their friends, you know, so they're like, Mm -hmm. how dare you go out and then come over here? Yeah, I mean, to each their own, but... Uh, I see no reason not to myself. Yeah, I talked about that a little bit last week in my solo podcast. I know that you listen occasionally sometimes to the episodes, but a lot of times I just come over here and tell you what I talked about anyway. Oh, sure. <laughs> but it was, it was, I sat down alone and kind of tackled this topic where, you know, it's kind of weird. We're in a spot right now where, you know, people are... We went through a period in like 2018 where it's like we need to quit shaming each other, and yeah. and everyone was like, yeah, we probably should. And right now we're all shaming each other. You know, we're just doing it again. Yeah, and, different topics. Yeah, and, and same, I yeah, and, and I get it because like people are asking a a question that is subjective and expecting an objective answer. You know, and it's like I can't give you an answer that's based and rooted in facts when. You know, we don't have the facts. No, yeah. when you're asking something, when you're like, "What's your opinion on this?" and then you tell them your opinion, you're like, "Well, that's crap because this," and it's like, "Well, I mean, it's not crap because that." You know, and nobody wants to see the the sides of each other. You know, and I get that. Um, you know, like I said, I talked about it. There's some people that are turning their nose up at musicians for playing shows, mm-hmm. but I also, you know, yeah, talked all... about people like you that. This is your only way to make money. What's your other option? You know, go- I did just create my first event on Facebook today, uh, <laughs> saying I'll be playing at Sneakers tomorrow. But I was like, man, should I? I did have that hesitation. Like, do I need to advertise this? Do I need like to bring any heat on their business or upon myself? Like, how dare you? Yeah, you know? yeah. You never know who's gonna comment, and I get it. Like, I've seen a lot of it. It's one of those things about having a public page or a pub being a public personality whatever the i'm using air quotes for everybody not watching it's, i'm heavily <laughs> air quoting but it's like i'm i'm i guess one of those people so i have to see it on a lot of different platforms where people want to express their opinions but i also have so many people in my my f- friend scene from like seeing them at shows or going to shows or knowing them they're buddies with this band and all this other stuff so you get to i have so many people with polarizing opinions and and i get it um i i trust me i 100 percent get it like i said i i didn't go to jams for a month and then when i came last week i was wearing a mask you know so like and i figure teach their own i wish the rest of the world would assume the same there wasn't a single person in there that said like ah you're 
you know why are you wearing a mask yeah. sonny boy yeah. yeah and nobody nobody cared you know and then it's one of those things where like other people wore masks too nobody nobody hounded anybody you know and and i get it there's all these weird regulations like you have to have a mask unless you're sitting and then you don't and then but if you stand you have to put it on or if you're if you take two bites of food then you can leave it off but if you're only taking one you got to take a bite through the mask and like i don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is but it's like so confusing and at the same time you know but fatigue it, is setting in <laughs> but it's also nice knowing that you can go to a, a real place with real people and they don't act like they do um on the internet unfortunately yeah. the internet's like you know people act so you know emboldened on the internet you know yeah. and that's it's an unfortunate thing but it's it's just the way it is but it's nice to know that when you go out in the real world everyone isn't that negative yeah you know? exactly because yeah I, I don't know if it's out of fear of like actually being remen remembered for what you said or like fear of getting punched in the face because you're not throwing stones from an anonymous desktop you know it's like mm -hmm. but yeah the world's really polite once you get out into it like i took brad with me down to iowa city and he's his whole family is very concerned about this whole thing understandably so um mm -hmm. his parents are older and all that jazz but well, I mean, yeah uh, you got older people you got kids i, I get it i get uh, it so he's just like well i think it'll be safe and we get down there and he sees like all the regulations in iowa city like you know we had mass on the whole time we go up on a stage we don't have to get any closer to anyone than we want to and it's like some of these spots really have that opportunity to stay open and i just hope they make it through at the end <laughs> yeah yeah but, but after i took him back i was like see brad the world's still moving right along but up you know in his in his family bubble and whatnot this area he's just like it's i don't know i think it's it's pretty fear driven around here right now yeah to, I'm, where i'm surprised i got a gig but i'm grateful for it yeah i mean but it also comes back to like you and i are also not unreasonable people you know not that yeah, definitely. not that everybody is some people are acting that way on the internet but like we're not unreasonable people we can understand that like oh yeah i got my i just yeah it looks cool yeah yeah <laughs> you know? but it's not it's not like you know I, I came comes back to what I said before, you know, old, older people, children, like I get it, you know, you know, you keep your family safe. I get it, you know, and the whole thing, that's one of the reasons I stayed home, you know, and it's like, I'm, I would just love a world that live and let live mentality actually existed. Like it does out in public. People are very polite to each other, but I wish when they got home, it applied still like, yeah, I, and there's so much like fabrication of malicious intent, like you you're trying to kill everyone because you did this, mm -hmm. which makes you a Nazi, and then it's like, well, you're you know, we're you're, trying to kill my occupation. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's yeah, so god fun. dang, you know, and all all Clint's out here doing is trying to play music. People, no, exactly. it's no, but I get it. You know, I, I it's one of those tough topics, and I'm I'm glad I got to tackle it alone. And I'm sorry I kind of drug you through it a little bit here on the podcast. I don't mind. I'm honestly of the opinion where who, however you approach this, is the right way to approach it. Yeah, whatever's there best aren't for enough, you. Yeah, there. I don't think anyone knows enough about it to scold anybody yet. You oh know? my gosh. Yeah, and I mean, it'll be something where we'll look back on it and be like, should have handled it this way, but. I mean, you can say that about everything. You can say that, yeah. but like people are still boxing, and it's like we know well enough now that getting punched in the head repeatedly is super not good for you. And UFC is one of the biggest sports in the world, exactly. and it's like, yeah, well, whatever. Just let people do what they want to do. Yeah, and smoking. I mean, they're nice enough to tell me that it could give me cancer or heart disease or emphysema, and I appreciate their concern. Yeah, but it's. I know it's dumb. It just tastes great. <laughs> uh, editing that out. Children, do not smoke. It's horrible for you. Um, no, but it's one of those things for sure that I I would definitely think... Um, I used to be very judgmental. You know, um, 
I, I've said it a lot, but if people knew me 10 years ago, they might not like me as much as they like me now. And um, I used to be very judgmental. And I get it now, like being a, an older and wiser person where you're like, that doesn't, it doesn't do you any favors. It doesn't do the other person any favors. You're like putting up a wall before you ever even need to. And it's just this big thing that that's kind of rough. And that's one of the things I've realized about you and your personality. You're just such a friendly, happy-go-lucky person that, you know, even if somebody disagrees with something maybe like politically that you might like stand on. Oh, it happens all the time. They, they don't care cause they know you're a nice person with, you know, yeah, you I'm, know, I'm not going to hook them to the back of a truck and drag them around yeah. for their opinions <laughs> being wrong. You know, no, like, no. And I think that's, that also lends itself somehow, um, to your musical capabilities. Cause you do write awesome music. You've got, you know, you play everywhere. You're a very, um, work ethic driven musician, you know, but just the fact that you're a friendly person, you know, online and everywhere else, it, it kind of, I think lends itself to some of your, your popularity as well. The fact that you're personable, you know, sure. Yep. You know, you're not going online, calling people out and alienating half your, <laughs> half your fan group no doubt. You know, and things like that. And I mean, to each their own, I get it, but I mean, it, I think it would kind of be asinine for a band to, like, you're not going on your music page saying something like, everybody that voted Trump and blah, blah, you know, or yeah, everybody I, voted Biden, derp, derp, you know. And, yeah, I've written an anti-Trump song, but, I, you know, I'm not standing up on a pulpit, like, yeah. shoving it down their throat, like, hey, man, you're allowed to feel how you want. I hope you allow me to feel how I want. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm definitely not going to, you know in your coffee like i'm not here to make it any harder on you like no no some of those people just love picking a fight about politics though like <laughs> like this this whole year made their day they're like oh no know what i think and i'm like didn't ask but i will listen yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 all right i guess you know but and i mean i i used to you know i think that's one of the, the benefits of like being a human being that that changes over time is the fact that you get to realize like, Oh, I was kind of like the way these people were, you know, when I, I had the same mindset, you know, given certain things that happened in my life or whatever, you know, and now I'm just generally pretty easy going for the most part. Um, I don't get worked up about much and it's pretty, pretty nice, you know, but it also like, it makes you kind of miss being, um, I guess I don't know what the, the nicest way to put it, but being, um, uh, headstrong, you know, I don't want to, lean towards the trapped well, stubborn can be like, fun you know yeah like, yeah exactly yeah. you know and i and i get it there's there's definitely benefits to that too you always get what you want but the downside is you always get what you want you know yeah no doubt you know like playing music like you don't eat every day but you do what you want every day true <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean that's another thing like you play music every day people might not like every song but yep. you know they'll they'll like some of them and oh. Brad and I were talking about that. He's like, did you know Dolly Parton wrote over like 3,000 songs and nine of them were like, you know, pretty big hits. Can you think of 20 Dolly Parton songs? And it's like, man, no, I don't think I can. And it's like, no. yeah. So you had to write 3,000 to get those 15 memorable songs, which are just, you know, like American anthems at this point. But so, yeah, you got to you got to put in the work to even get that one percent to come up to the top. So, mm -hmm. like, I just keep writing shitty songs until one good one <laughs> comes around. <laughs> Throwing dart at a board with blindfold on until all of a sudden you hit something. <laughs> Sing about my wiener dogs today. Oh, man. No, I, I have always liked your songwriting style. Um, if people are have stumbled on this episode and, and never listened to any of the Clint episodes before, uh, you know, like I said many times, scroll back through and listen to some of those if you want more stories. But, uh, you know, your songwriting style has always been one of my favorites. There's not too many people that have 
like a lot of your songs have a lot of words to them you know not all of them but it's you know you're telling stories yeah. you know you're not just there ain't many hooks in yeah them. you're not yeah. just writing hooks and sticking them together you know and making a Def Leppard song where it's like what what part of this is the verse this is like the whole thing's just like a giant pre-chorus like <laughs> you know and it just don't worry the the verse is coming around yeah, yeah. And you just keep bobbing your head like this is awesome you know like and you're you're one of those people like I said that heck last week we put an electric guitar in your hand and some of your finger picking stuff you do on an acoustic turned into leads on it when you put yeah. an electric in your hand and it's like well, that's pretty wild oh, you I'll know? be doing that tonight too I forgot that's cool that's cool so I don't know. It's lended itself a little bit to some experimentation around, you know, too, as uh, far as like some of us kind of chummying up together and, and hanging out. Um, different people have bounced different ideas off each other, and I think a lot of our 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 game or our our music or our experience of us as uh, professionals in this scene or amateurs or whatever has uh, has changed because of it. You know, um, even to the fact we're like. Chris Carr did that podcast with me and he talked about his OBS live stream that he does. Uh, OBS is the software, but, uh, you know, he talked about his live streams he did cause he was one of the people that was doing some of the best live streams and talked about how he pulled it off. And then I learned some secrets from that, you know, that he was doing and I got to dabble a little bit with the software at my house and I set up some stuff and never really used it. But then Brad ended up using yeah. the software and he's like, I need to figure out how to do this. And I was just like, yeah, and now Jesse's got a home studio. Yeah, like every, every, everyone's just evolving. Like yeah. it's nice. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it, the Jesse podcast where it's like, Jesse's got a home studio, yeah, but it's like, how much money did you spend on this? Like, a couple hundred bucks. Like, yep. it does not take much money at all to to, oh, yeah. to set up what is a home studio. I mean, you can go to any, research what it takes to set up a home studio, and they'll give you five bare bones things that it'll cost less than $400. You yeah, know, when like, I first started out, like, the only studios I knew of was, like, Bob Mentier and then, like, Junior's Motel and stuff like that, and I had no idea how many studios were out, well... I'm air quoting now yeah. studios, studios that are out there. Cause then I would just like turn over a rock at every other show and some kid would walk up and he's like, dude, you gotta let me record those songs. Come to my house. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay. And then we're going to your studio. No man. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. You can really do this stuff from home. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, yours yeah. was recorded. Yeah. All, everything I've ever recorded was in this house. Yeah. If you're watching the video, um, you, you get to see about a quarter of the house in the video. Oh, this is half of it at least. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, something cool that, you know, diamond in the rough having brad out there to record stuff and, yeah man. and he's constantly cutting his teeth learning new stuff he's been giving me pointers because i've been farting around at home doing stuff um i'm, I'm kind of trying to make a demo i guess i don't know it's sure. not going to be any good but i'm i'm doing it for fun yeah um, at that point if you're not trying to sell it like i need the artwork i need it done by blah 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 no just yeah i'm, I'm doing it for fun um i was talking to another singer songwriter from southwest iowa uh, you know, he kind of reminds me a, a little bit of you. His name was Josh Wig. Nice guy. I did a podcast with him. You might want to check out his podcast and maybe trade him a show up here Have and down do. there. Yeah. And uh, I, th I think you guys would get along pretty well. But uh, Josh was saying when he was writing music, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was that episode, but he said, when you're writing music, sometimes you don't know where to start and what to do. So you got to just start writing stuff and get all the bad ideas out of there first. Or like, yeah. or purge the common ideas. Because when you pick up a guitar, isn't there like a couple like, diddly things that you like to play like all the time every time when you pick up a yep. guitar you're like i always play this or i always play that it's like put it in a song get it out of your head exactly move, move past it that's the best way to come up with something new is to move past something old i've actually got a lyric that says just that it's uh 
uh, don't sleep at night, toss turn all the time. Uh, so I just wake up, put the guitar in my hand, and hoping that writing them down will make them go away. You know, because you sit up there and it just bounces in your head long enough. You're like, just get rid of it. You know. Yeah, and that was that was something that like the concept of that I never really thought too much of, and he just kind of, you know, explained it like that. We're like. If you got an idea or something get it out there and and if it's something that's like really polluting your mind even if it's like not a good idea see it through see what happens or like record a demo of it or get you know oh, at yeah, least started like or something 12 sheets in my notebook of like just a chorus or just a lyric or even just an idea and a chord progression and it's like okay that might turn into something and eventually like i might go back to it and see it from a different angle and it does but at the time it's like this isn't good enough but at least it's out there because you can't go back to it if you don't write it down at least in it's, my case my memory oh, is shot <laughs> it is it is almost impossible um i can't count the amount of times i set up late at night playing guitar and being like this sounds cool I'll, I'll have to make sure i remember this or write it down in the morning or record it and you know just bust out your phone and record it mm -hmm. real quick or something you know that was something somebody told me um i was in one of the very first handful of episodes i did they said just get your phone out it sounds like crap sometimes but it's better than nothing you yeah know? at least remember the strum pattern if nothing else that's like, the okay, toughest yeah. thing is like the little nuances of the yeah. rhythm and the strum patterns because you can be like it was these notes it was kind of like this but it sounded way cooler yeah what was i doing different i'll never know yeah, yeah. and so like that's where i started to i like did the whole like you know i studio i'm using air quotes again home studio shut up uh when i record episodes at my house it's just me sitting around my computer but i i was just like why can't i just plug in my guitar into this interface and record stuff which is like literally what it's made for i just unplug a microphone and plug a guitar in and then it's like there now i just have to like open up a software and record this and i have it recorded instantly it's right there for the morning when i can come back and think like okay this is going nowhere but at least you have that option you yeah know? at least i can I can do that because, like, you know, some nights you sit there and you're like, this riff sounds good and that riff sounds good and this riff sounds good. And you're like, these are all in the same, you know, key. You know, I can actually string some of these together and sort of make a song. And, I mean, I've I've done that just for fun, just to see, like, what are all these independent riffs that never were supposed to go together? What do they sound like together? And some of them sound really cool, you know, so you never know. Exactly. Um, I, I think that's one of the things that's super important is, is writing this stuff down and it's something I'm not good at. Um, and some of that just comes back to like, you and I have talked about it plenty, um, not on the podcast and sometimes on the podcast where like sometimes not being self-confident is like one of those tough things where you're like, I got to overcome this somehow, but actually sitting at home and recording my stuff and listening to it. Um, I had one of those, you know, like I said, Josh Wig type realizations where like some of this stuff, I'm glad I got it out there and it's like on in a recording software somewhere for me to manipulate and add to it and do stuff with, cause I don't play it as much anymore, but other stuff that came from that, you know, that I would have never thought of after these ideas are out of my head. Now I've got all these fresh ideas and they're, exactly. like I said, they might not be good. They might not even be, they might not ever m get mushed together to make a song. Maybe they're all like, I may have got 14 partial songs at my house yeah, that are just making space for the new ones. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's so, so cool to actually be able to do that. And I now finally understand like the artist's plight of like, here's all my half finished projects. And it's like, yeah. and then I'm going to start a new project. You know, <laughs> so it's like always starting something new when you don't have all the other stuff finished. I get it now. I totally yeah. get it. Oh shit. We're almost at an hour here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the you know fun things. One of the reasons I always try to have you on the podcast. You're 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 a fun guy. You're a nice guy. You play great music. You got great songs and stories in your music. You've got different 
um, versions of how everything goes, depending on whether or not you're solo or if Brad's with you or if you're with a full band or if we go see you at a jam night. And Yeah, those songs take on different lives depending on who's around. Yeah. yeah. Um, we saw recently with the live stream that Brad helped you out with that you played with, you know, Jeremy Over and Trevino was there. Yeah. Brad was there. And, and you guys all kind of got to get up there a little bit and play on a, a nice, like, well-polished live stream that Brad had helped set up. And, you know, it's, it's really fun to be able to see you playing in different areas, doing all this different stuff and um you know i i i don't know i you've you've we we recently passed the two-year anniversary of you and i meeting each other oh you know? dude i saw that picture and yeah. like i had long hair i'm going for it again yeah. Yeah, i'm doing it but it's one of those things that made me think like it's weird that in two years like i'm i'm not saying i'm not somebody that doesn't make very many friends but it's weird that in two years you know you and i have kind of taken a liking to each other and and helped each other out you know you've given me a place to play oh, at jam nights and and some nights i'll come over here and play guitar with you and you're not ever like super judgy like oh yeah fuck that all up you know it's a, <laughs> if if i'm dink with something and you're just like ooh sour you know yeah. it's, it's it's funny you know it's it's not it's not like i'm being judged here so i i you know i think some of that's some of the best thing you can do is finding a, a buddy in your area that's not judgmental and and just kind of you know hamming it up with them a little bit like-minded individuals you know we all just gravitate towards each other i think that's why there was like four or five of us buddies sitting around last night just joking about the same fucking thing because we're all like-minded yeah know? yeah for the most part yeah um i mean vote vote one for finding a community around you and uh hanging out with the people because you never know who you're gonna meet you know oh, end up being one of your really good buddies yeah only thing that kept me sane through this whole virus stuff like friends because yeah my cat is a bitch <laughs> <laughs> you have a really nice cat yeah, I'm, she is. She's i'm wonderful. super surprised we haven't seen your cat we didn't let her outside did we i think so oh okay she would so, open the door by now yeah though, she, she definitely would have it's still closed so all right. Well, I guess we got we're really close to an hour, and we got to pack up shop and head to a head to a jam night here in a nice socially distanced environment. You that's betcha. Very safe. Big open cavern and oh, have yeah. some fun. There's more than enough room at the junkyard. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Tuesday nights at the junkyard. That's when the jams are. So that kind of gives away the day that we recorded this. But uh, Tuesdays at the junkyard, Clint. You also got a show on Wednesday, which is going to be yesterday as of the day yeah. this episode comes out. And it will be my birthday. Nice, nice. Um, the Facebook page. Uh, at Clint Riedel Music, we recently beefed it up a little bit with some more likes, and you're gonna start. Yeah, go check out those videos, that. and thanks to all my friends for making that shit happen. Yeah, yeah, and like I'll say it again, like if it wasn't for, it's a three person event, you know, like you had to write the music and play it enough to get comfortable with it, and then Brad had to record it, and then I had to do the video, so it took three people to make this sure. thing happen. And the fourth, the fourth wall is just everybody else looking at it and being like, "What an idiot!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, fun loving guy, Clint. It's uh it's good to have you around. I uh, appreciate you hanging out with me on this episode again. Cool man, let's go make some noise. All right. Oh, there it is. Another episode in the bank. That's my buddy Clint. Check out his Facebook page at Clint Riedel Music. He's got an album out there actually too. It's the Scalehouse Sessions. So you can actually Google that and check that out. He's got an album recorded. He's also got some singles and things like that kind of floating around. I do have uh, links to Clint's music videos on the Audible Farm YouTube channel. They're also available on his Facebook page. So if you're going to the Facebook page, check that out. It's at Clint, Re- Clint Riedel Music. We discussed it a little bit in the podcast, but his page has kind of been blowing up lately. So check it out. Say you were one of the first thousand there to like it. So uh, I also know Clint had a birthday not terribly long ago. So uh, happy birthday, buddy. Uh, it's uh, another trip around the sun for you and hopefully many more. 
All right, that uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. I don't really have too much else to say. Clint, uh, he's been a guest many times. His links are down below. If uh, this is your first time listening to the podcast, hey, thank you very much. If you're a seasoned veteran, I appreciate that as well. And uh, hey, I'll tell you what, go back through the episodes if this is your first time and find some some new episode to listen to. I'm sure there's somebody else you know, um, especially if this is your first time listening and you and you hear Clint. So you there's a good chance you know some other people otherwise there's four other episodes or so of clint to listen to but i gotta say thanks once again to couchtown coffee uh they've been with me for quite a while helping me out with all my coffee needs so check that out in the intro for all the information on that go to audiblefarm.com and find all the links to everything including our patreon page which has video versions of the podcast uploaded weekly and there's also an audible farm shop link audible farm shop you can check it out we will ship stuff to you. You can buy it right there online from the shop. Quick, easy, painless. Uh, it's just a PayPal payment away. So check that out if you're interested in Audible Farm merch. We've got some of that available as well. There's t-shirts and hoodies and stickers there. Maybe some new merch coming on the way. Uh, limited sizes available of all of the t-shirts and hoodies. So check that out. Those will also make a uh, great holiday gift, I guess, if somebody's interested in the podcast. So... Thank you guys for listening each and every week. I'll be back next week with another guest. Peace.